Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Story in the Toronto Sun. LCBO thieves getting away scotch-free. Wow. <laughs> Apparently in Toronto, the cops aren't responding to um, shoplifters at the LCBO stores. And the staff at the LCBO have been instructed not to stop anybody if they grab booze and run out of the store. Word has gotten out. It's happening more and more. Look who we've got on the phone here. It's the lady who hates the Devin Peacock theme song. (laughs) What'd you want to say? I worked for the LCBO for 38 years. I retired in 2017. And the reason the LCBO doesn't give a s*** about uh, where the people walk out is because they have insurance. So they get they still get their money for the for the bottles, and they did they had it enforced so much into the staff not to um, like attempt to stop these people, you know, because of you know we're worried about yeah yeah da 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 da. It was just all smoke and daggers. They, to be honest with you, the upper management they didn't give a rat's you know what you know what happened because they were still getting their money from the insurance. Hmm. Then, the, then why sh- the why should are, they care uh, then, you know, other than maybe not fueling somebody's addiction? Why should they care if it's going to put their employees at risk and they're not going to lose any money? I saw some pretty uh, some pretty bad things, I'll tell you. And it What was the worst? Would people would people just grab and run? Yes, they literally did. They did. Apparently a lot of companies have this same policy. Go ahead. Hey, calling about uh, the Companies with the policies that just letting people walk out with stolen merchandise. Yeah, yeah. So I work, and they just let you walk out without anything. They never stop anyone. <laughs> you still work there? I still work there. You can watch people. They'll walk out with like power tools. Just grab an armful of them, and we'll just walk, watch them walk on cameras. Sometimes we send videos to the police, but that's it. This is terrible, man. I feel like we're there's going to be a, a spike in shoplifting in London because we're talking about this. Is this that new, though? Because, I mean, I think it's been... There's so many stores that have a policy that say do not chase the thieves because nothing good will come come of it, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's new, but um, I guess what I heard from my boss is the idea is they don't want to be big companies persecuting people who might be down on their luck for stealing, you know, Maybe a $1,000 and stuff or whatever. Oh, so they feel sorry for the thieves? Is that why they're... No. No, no. They just don't, they just don't want to look bad. They don't want to be the big, bad company persecuting a uh, little time. But you're not supposed money. to steal. They're not in the wrong. Mm. I don't understand why you'd even consider that. Nobody has you the know, right you know, to someone else's property, and they should be punished if they try to take it, regardless of their lot in life. Agreed. You and I know this, but... You know, people still do it. Yeah. Corporate policy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Have fun at no work problem. not stopping anyone from stealing today. I will. <laughs> Some text messages on the subject. Any employee of any store, if they stop a person for shoplifting and they touch the shoplifter, they can be charged with assault. The same goes for security personnel as well. So I understand why stores aren't doing a lot. With all these robberies at the LCBO and insurance paying for lost merchandise, it's only going to raise the cost of liquor for other paying customers. So, if you like drinking and you don't like paying a lot for your booze, maybe we should just start tackling shoplifters. Vigilante justice. There you go. Well, then we're charged. It's like, you know, somebody breaks into your car and steals the chain. You can't beat that person up and you, even when they're as on your property. As much as you would like to, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah.
We've got a security guy on the phone here. I work security like uh, here in London. I've done some retail shopping center security. It's absolutely astronomical, the stuff you'd see people get away with. Um, I mean, and just some of the reasons why they're doing the shoplifting, too. Uh, there was an article that came out uh, a few weeks ago on London Free Press about a guy who literally will just go and steal something, assault security, just to go back to jail. So he wants to get caught. He wants to get thrown into yeah. clanks because he doesn't okay. have anywhere else to go. He, he was out for about two hours, and then he pulled a pair of scissors, which he actually stole from a, a dollar store on a security guard just to go back to jail. Well. What's the most intense situation you've ever been a part of? Uh, I mean, there's a few. I mean, I, I had a guy blast me with a fire extinguisher, and then uh, he got pulled out of a holding cell by police at gunpoint. That's at a shopping center? Yep. So you guys have a little cell, like a little jail cell at uh, the mall? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Is it true you're not allowed to touch anyone, though? It, 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 it's very quasi-area. I mean, it, it depends on the, like on your, your company's policies as well as your site policies. Yeah. Um, my site policies was if you're being assaulted or there's you know a threat of physical harm to you or the public, then yes, engage. But otherwise... You know, try to get a picture and pass it on to police. And I guess it's different when you're hired security. You're not a cashier. The cashiers yeah, yeah. and everyone working in the stores, they're probably told not to touch anyone, right? Yeah, usually that's the case. I mean, I know there was one company that I that I'd seen where it's you could literally walk into the store, pick up a clothing item, make eye contact with even the security in the store and say, I'm stealing this, and walk out, and there's nothing they could do. Except take a picture and give it yeah. to the cops, and who knows they if they're going to do anything. probably follow you to the probably, and see if you get in a car. You know, even what that, else? Some of, the, some of the policies where you're not allowed to leave store property once you're on shift. Wow. Yeah. I guess it's I guess it's like a premeditative, or like, you're, you're trying to stop people from stealing before they steal. That's yeah, why the security guard's there, because once they steal it, the security guard can't do anything. Like, you like you're there to intimidate people. You need certain grounds to make an arrest. So, for example, if I wanted to arrest somebody for shoplifting, I would need selection. So I have to see them select the item, conceal the item, and then also make no attempts to pay for the item prior to leaving. So if I don't have those steps, I can't arrest as a private citizen. Crazy. Whereas police, they could see a video of it and make an arrest. It's got to be frustrating, huh? Oh, absolutely. And the worst is, is that, you know, a lot of stories you'll see, like, say, dollar stores. You, you'll see a lost prevention officer. He'll have all those tests, and he'll make an arrest on, like, a, a $2 chocolate bar. And that's going to go to the courts, and the courts are going to basically laugh it out. So it's it's a waste of all the taxpayers' money, and it's it's more than, you know, $1,000, because now you're paying for the court system, you're paying for the lawyers, all of that as well. And it's kind of like, what was the point in that? It's still wrong. We want to remind people it's still wrong. We are not encouraging people to shoplift. And yeah, talking about it and, and re- reporting on the story is not encouraging people <laughs> to break the law. So many people are mad at us on Facebook saying, oh, this caption is literally advertisement for thieves. So what are you saying? There's free booze at the LCBO? People are angry. <laughs> you're either a liquor thief or you're not. Yeah. Uh, we have a call here. Go ahead. Hey. Hey. Hey, I worked... Uh I'm going to disguise my voice a little bit. I worked security at LCBO for three years. We uh, we were allowed to use as much force as necessary at an arrest. Oh, were you? Just like, yeah, they, they were very, very forgiving of us. We, but you were the security guy. You were yes. there to prevent the losses. 
No, not prevent. I was undercover. Oh, you'd walk around the store and yeah. watch for people shoplifting. LCBOs didn't use uh, security guards in clothing. They were <laughs> security guards in uniform. And you would physically restrain people? Yes. How yeah. long ago was this? Uh, 2010 to 2013. Okay. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think I, 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 I was part of about 160 arrests over those three years. So. Wow. wow. So a lot of them turned into fights, you know, throwing knives from people, hammers in their backpack, things like that. But I wonder if there was an incident where yeah, a security guard got stabbed or something, or, like, because there, mu- there must have been something significant our, to make a change. Uh, in Toronto and Hamilton, our guys would wear vests. They had to wear vests. Yeah. Wow. But uh, you had guys pull knives on you? Uh, once. That's enough for me. (laughs) But it just, uh, you have to, you have to use your uh, use of force continuum and you have to, you have to know it inside and out. And if a guy is reaching his hand into his pocket as you're arresting him, you're allowed to up the, up the use of force, right? So I hope hope that's still the rule. And some guys who have heard this conversation, who have the bright idea to grab a bottle of whiskey and run out of the store later today, they get taken down hard. No, yeah, there, there will be two in shape 18 year old guys or girls very excited to arrest you (laughs) (laughs) hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is it wine? Or sex move? It's a good move. You're not kidding, it's a good move. Wine or sex move? John is playing this morning. Hey, John. Hey. Okay, so the game is simple here. Jim's going to name something. It's either a wine or a sex move. You guess correctly enough times, you're going to the Wine and Food Show this weekend at the Western Fair District, okay? Okay. The first one, Jim Kelly. Wine or sex move, whip it. Wine or sex move, whip it. Whip it. Whip it. I'll go with sex move. Incorrect, sir. No, whip it is a wine. A refreshing natural acidity gives the wine its focus and length with a bracing palate of citrus. Next year, the whip it. The whip it. Next year, wine or sex move? Splitting bamboo. Wine or sex move? Uh, we'll go wine this time. Incorrect. Splitting bamboo is when a woman lays on her back with one leg outstretched and the other resting on her partner's shoulder. Splitting bamboo sounds nice. <laughs> wine or sex move? Devil's fifth leg. Ah, uh, wine. Yes, you are correct. Really? Zesty citrus nuances, texture, and palate weight, while Sauvignon Blanc provides plenty of punchy tropical fruit flavors. Devil's fifth leg. I guess Devil's third leg is the mm. sex move. <laughs> How about this? Wine or sex move? Gnarly head. That's sex move. No! Oh, I, I hope wouldn't be able not. to say it on the radio. No. no, Gnarly Head is a Pinot Noir grown in the head-trained, spur-pruned method for over a century. These vigorous, gnarled vines produced more ripened red fruit than ever before. If Gnarly Head is your sex move, you may want to consult your doctor. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we got one more. So let's see if you can pull this one off. Poor Pardon choice the pun. of words. Yeah. Wine or sex We're talking move. Talking about pulling grapes off of vines. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Wine or sex move. Suspended Congress. And we'll go wine. I am sorry. No. What? Suspended Congress. The man leans against a wall while lifting lifting the woman off the floor. Suspended Ooh. Congress. It's that'd be a big turnaround, a quick turnaround for a wine to come up with a, you know, a name that quickly. Yeah. The government it, shutdown. Yeah, gov- it, the government shutdown. Maybe is that that's what, not the same thing. Maybe it's a different. Well, Congress has been suspended, I think, down in the United States. So very timely mm-hmm. either way, Jim. They've got a lot of free time on their hands down there to do a little suspended Congress <laughs> you know, with I'm their sorry. partners. Nine one one. Where's your emergency? My father took property, which is a um an eight hundred dollar phone that doesn't belong to him. He didn't buy it. There's a uh, young lady calling 911 because her dad took her phone away because she was misbehaving. How'd she call the cops then? (laughs) Borrowed someone else's, (laughs) I guess. Police quickly reminded her that she's underage, having a phone is a privilege, and her dad will give it back to her when her attitude improves. (laughs) (laughs) That took place in Ohio. It wasn't in the FM 96 uh, immediate area, but we've had some very interesting 911 calls uh, reported over the past couple months. That's why we wanted to get Constable Ed Sanchuk on the phone from the Norfolk County OPP. Good morning, Constable. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Very good. Uh, you have, I wouldn't say bum- been bombarded, but you've definitely been receiving some odd calls to 911 as of late. Well, yeah, absolutely. Just in December alone, the, the communication center there located in London received over 5,000 911 calls, and that's just in December alone. So you can just imagine the resources tied up uh, responding to 911 calls. But Norfolk alone, uh, starting December and in January, we have seen some uh, 911 calls that were placed that should never have been placed to begin with. So if you lock your keys in your office or your cell phone in your office, please don't call 911. If you, you know, if, if you're arguing with your father about the money you're spending on video games, that's not a 911 call. Um, again, 21-year-old male lost, couldn't find his parents' home at 21 years old. Don't call 911. That's not a that's not a 911 emergency. So. Was he drunk? How can you uh, not? No, actually, he wasn't drunk. He just couldn't remember where his parents lived, so he decided to call 911. That's strange, just man. Dumb. So, you know, our, our communication center, you know, I, I just want to put, take my hat off to our communication center and our dispatchers and call takers. They do a wonderful job. They keep us uh, officers on the road safe as well, and the officers responding to calls. And, again, when you have a raccoon in your, in your home, please don't call 911. We're not animal control. We're the police. And, you know, we're there to help the public as much as we can, but we don't have any specialized tools or equipment to capture animals or transport animals. Yeah. So the minute you call 911, you're now wasting resources. You're taking a call taker or dispatcher, two police officers at a minimum, to attend that call, investigate it, and clear the call usually takes about 30 minutes. So not only are you tying up resources, you're putting other people's lives in jeopardy. Back to the guy who called 911 because he yeah. couldn't, couldn't find his parents' house. Maybe they're trying not to be found because they're ashamed that their son is an idiot. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I just I sit here and look at my, my, my 10-year-old daughter going on 21 and my 14-year-old son, and they know the proper use of 911. So if young children know the proper use of 911, why are adults having such a hard time? And if you do call 911, please stay on the line for our call takers. We had a lady call 911 to see if her new cell phone worked. It did work because she called 911, and then she hung up, and it took oh, off pizza, in 45 pizza. minutes. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Order some food. Yeah, we've had that, too. Actually, we just had a gentleman call yesterday about uh, not receiving some food. 
Um, again, that's not a 911 call. We just want to stress the importance that 911 <laughs> should be used for emergencies. So you have a crime in progress. You, you have a health emergency. Your house is on fire. There's a drunk driver. Whatever the case may be, that's what 911 is there for, and that's going to save your life. Constable Ed Sanchuk from the Norfolk County OPP on the phone. Didn't you guys just get a 911 call this past weekend from a couple of people fighting over what to watch on television? Absolutely. We got a call to 911 asking for police response. Minimum of two officers attended there, and it turned out that uh, two people were involved in a disagreement about what television channel to watch. Again, that's not a 911 emergency. Do you know what shows? They were <laughs> You know what, Taz? I, I actually don't, but, you know, it, it was one of those things where we want to educate the public as best as we can, and we, I, I'm, I'm really thankful that you're getting the message out for us because we need that education component out there. And, you know, if you need to talk to police, the non-emergency line is one 1122 If it's not an emergency, please contact that number. But if you do have an emergency, we're encouraging people to call 911. If you're arguing over what TV show to watch, I wouldn't even bother calling that number. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, I'm I, serious. I, I, I really don't know. I'm kind of left shaking my head some days. And I really wanted to bring some education to the 911 calls that we receive on a daily basis. Usually, you see other services doing it at the end of the year. Uh, we've been receiving such outrageous 911 calls and taking resources off the road in one day, we received over 15 raccoon complaints. Um, wow. Officers attended 15 calls for service. That, t- that ties up a lot of resources for animals that we're not trained to obviously catch or, or transport anywhere. <laughs> you guys have a, may have a raccoon problem in Norfolk County. <laughs> <laughs> <It sounds like. laughs> well, I think people need to realize, too, that raccoons are usually nocturnal, but um, they, they come out during a the day, they forage for food, and if you do have a bird feeder in their backyard, uh, Take it away. You're just you're just feeding the raccoons. Okay, there's a little wow. a little tip on yeah, a top bit of, of one, but. on top of a reminder that do you should not be calling nine one one unless it's an emergency. What would constitute an emergency, Constable? Uh, if you had uh, if you've had a uh, break and enter in progress, or you see a crime in progress, call nine one. If you have an impaired driver, ultimately when you're calling nine one for an impaired driver, you're ultimately going to save their life, but probably an innocent family's life that's traveling down the roadway. If you have a house on fire. A medical emergency, that's what 911 there is there to, to do. It's there to save lives. And when you call 911 because you have a nine-year-old girl that got told by her parents to clean her room and she calls 911, we're not setting a good example for our kids. <laughs> Constable Ed Sanchuk, thank you for uh, helping us spread that message this morning. Hey, no worries. You guys have a great day, and thanks for, uh, thanks for taking time to talk to me. And just please call 911 if it's an emergency. It's that simple. 911, where's your emergency? Story in the news Uber is investigating possible inappropriate conduct between male drivers and female passengers here in London, Ontario. There was a video posted on an Instagram page last week. In the video, there's two young women dressed up. Looks like they, uh, they were uh, out for a night on the town. And one of the girls. Turns around in the back seat. She she puts her press play there, Jim. Okay, there there is, there is no audio. Uh, the the news organization uh, to protect the uh, the people took away this the audio and blank CBC there, story. Yeah. So uh, the girl turns her butt around, kind of puts it in the driver's over his back shoulder. He turns around, swats it, slaps it once. Doesn't get a good slap in there, so he slaps it again, and then he feels. Like he can start grabbing her butt, so he starts grabbing her butt, and he lingers there creepily for a second, and then it looks like the friend of the girl who uh, was getting her butt slapped 
kind of says to her friend, "Sit down." Like yeah, this guy's grabbing your butt. Over. But then, is this the same? No, this is so that there's there's two separate incidences. incidents. And is it the same girls both times? No, no, and it's a different driver. I think they're just. What happened is there's this an Instagram page that shows a lot of party party videos in the Toronto area. It's called Six Buzz, and this and these two separate videos ended up on it. But and they this both is got, in London. They this both got tra- traced back to London. Yes. Okay. So two different drivers, two different groups of people, but both incidents happened in London. Okay. So the second video the uber driver is it looks like she's in the shotgun and she goes over on his lap as he's she's in the front seat with him and they're full-on making out in the front seat of the car well another girl is in the back giving the peace sign and laughing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it i is it consensual i guess in a way but it does look like these two girls in the back of the car in both situations have been drinking and they're intoxicated, right? Yeah. And you would assume that the Uber driver is is sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I, I you know, I don't think it's assault, you know, but it is certainly against Uber guidelines. And very inappropriate. Yeah. Uber says it violates their policies. They have a firm no sex rule in their vehicles. Jim, you've looked into that a little bit more. What are the uh, guidelines when it comes to sex yeah. and Uber drivers? There's a $30 cleanup fee if you have sex. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's some guidelines. They actually suggest that both riders and drivers should do the following three things. Uh, not comment on someone's physical appearance. Okay. Not ask whether the other party is single. So whether you're the driver or the rider, don't ask the other person whether they're single or not. And finally, never touch or flirt with the other people in the car. Mm. Sounds like good guidelines. Yeah, I mean, to keep things on the up and up, this is what you'd have to put down. I've heard of people hooking up with their Uber driver, and it's been... Wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's not been... They do it. It's been consensual. Yeah. You know, you're desperate, You're. it's two in the morning, you struck out at the bar. Uh-huh. Who's left? <laughs> I blame fake taxi for that, Jim. <laughs> Don't pretend you don't get that reference. No, I am aware. I am aware. (laughs) Is it a fetish, sleeping with your taxi or your Uber driver? I guess for some people it it must be a Mm turn-on. I know of a a person who hooked up with their Uber driver, now that you say that. Mm -hmm. It was a male passenger who hooked up with a female Uber driver. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, apparently, according to Uber, there is. Well, yeah. I feel more comfortable with that than a a drunk girl being taken home by a sober guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's I don't like that at all. The best part about hooking up with somebody from Uber is they always have a ride home. You don't have to call an Uber for them, right? Yeah. And if you look at the app, you can see when they're coming. 